Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will. And I'm Crudy. And today, we're here to talk about what we've been reading in the wonderful month of March. There's a lot of new Webtoons that we haven't mentioned before, and some, some that we have mentioned before, too, actually, that we're revisiting, so it's going to be fun, I think. Roll the intro music, and let's dive right in. The first webtoon that I'm going to be talking about today is Defects by Mushmellow. This webtoon is actually already really, really popular. It was one of the winners of this year's Canvas Awards, and so it's going to be moving to originals, which is really exciting. And kudos and congrats to the author and the lovers of this webtoon, the readers, the fans. It's always really wonderful when something like that happens, and I am really looking forward to the updated story. But the Canvas one is a really fun read as well. I just really like this one. It's kind of a fantasy webtoon, but it's also got romance in there as well. And it does a lot of things really well. It has a really great main couple. They have fantastic chemistry between them. I wouldn't classify it so much as like a slow burn, even though it does take its time to really get like fully into gear. But I would say that the chemistry and the relationship is kind of like full of simmering tension because these two have an awareness of each other from the very beginning, which is like, ooh, it's juicy, it's delicious. And there's just a lot of shippy moments in between as the romance kind of ramps up, as the rapport between the two characters really solidifies. So if you like romance, I think this is going to be one that you'll enjoy. And if you like fantasy, this is also a really good one too because the fantasy world is really well imagined. Like it's very well set up. It's very interesting. There's powers, there's covens, and I'm really just loving the way Mushmello has kind of detailed the world. It's very expansive and it feels very lived in. And so it's a real pleasure to read. I really enjoy stories like this. It reminds me, and I've said this about other webtoons that I've liked in the past, I have a type clearly. It reminds me of a fantasy romance young adult novel, and those are the kind of stuff that I used to love to read. I still love to read them. But yeah, it makes it really enjoyable for me. I really enjoyed reading Defects, and I encourage you to check it out while it's still on Canvas. You can be part of the Discover Squad when it moves to Originals. How do you think that transition will look like going from Canvas to a Webtoon Original? Do you see the story changing too much? You know, I'm not completely sure. The author did say that she was going to tighten up the story a little bit, like in the beginning, which I can see how she would be able to tighten up the story to improve the flow. But to be honest with you, I think the flow was pretty good when I read it through on the Canvas version. That being said, I got to binge most of it. And the reading experience can be very different when you binge something versus when you read update by update. So that being in mind... There may be some flaws that I didn't really pick up on in the Canvas version that may exist because I read through in a binge format. Either way, I am excited though. I think the story is very good and I think it can only get better 
with the improvements and the changes and kind of tightening of the ship that Marshmallow seems to be doing for the original's version. Yeah, it is always really interesting seeing the different versions of different stories because sometimes webtoons go through not just one, but maybe two or sometimes even three different rewrites, basically. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. But it is always an interesting question to posit. It is. And a lot of these stories, too, are ones that the authors have been kind of mulling around and developing in their head for years. We see that really commonly with a lot of stories. Children of the Night has been a work in progress for like over 10 years. I think um, 66, who does City of Blank, which we also like, has talked about how this story has been percolating for a long time, years, and it's kind of wild that it's reached this point in the story because it's something that they have been working on for so long. And, you know, another webtoon that I'll mention later of Swamp and Sea, that has also gone through like multiple iterations. So it is really cool and interesting to think about this. And I think Defects is one of those that similarly has been percolating for like a long time. And I can see that in the writing. The world feels so developed. The relationships, the characters feel really developed. And um, the dynamics, too, are really great. It has some themes of found family uh, beyond just the romance. So there's a lot of good stuff in Defects that you can see how much thought was put into it. By the way, I definitely recommend you to check this webtoon out. But yeah, it is really it is really cool to think about. And I'm going to be really excited to see the updated, the polished version of Defects. Not that it's not already great, but it's going to be fun to see what it looks like when it comes to originals. I'd be very surprised if any of the webtoons we talked about today, we didn't recommend that you go check out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the webtoons that I've been reading is Dr. Frost. I'm sure many of you know this one. This webtoon is a very, very long-running webtoon by Lee jong Baum. And it is a bit of a mystery kind of series with a psychological twist to it. If you've ever read Blackjack by uh, Osamu Tezuka, it might feel very familiar. It's got a similar kind of setup to its mysteries, though instead of medical mysteries, these ones are mysteries of the mind. And I've only just started it, but it's been pretty fun so far. Yeah, Dr. Frost is a popular one. It's really well known, and I first heard of it back in the day when they did a Korean drama adaptation and I watched a couple episodes of the K-drama. I didn't end up watching more just because other stuff caught my eye, but I remembered enjoying it. And that's awesome that you've been checking out and liking the webtoon. Yeah, this one has been on my docket for a while. I heard about it way back in the day too. I just never got around to reading it. Back then, it was just another one of those long-running webtoons that I didn't know if I had time to read. But here I am slowly getting through it. It's been fun to read so far, and I'm looking forward to reading more. I think mystery is one of those genres that can be really hard to do in a webtoon, and it's actually relatively rare to find a good mystery webtoon on at least the line webtoon platform. So I'm curious about that aspect of Dr. Frost. How does that stack up? Because it's kind of a procedural setup from what I remember, like what it seems like it's like, oh, a case of the week, or it's got arcs for different cases. And that's just kind of the cadence of the story. Yeah, I think you're right. There aren't the most amount of mystery webtoons on the platform. And Dr. Frost very much fits kind of a procedural, kind of by the week or by the arc style mystery, at least so far. And 
it'd be interesting to see more webtoons like Dr. Frost come up on the platform. This is another whole episode idea, by the way, why there aren't that many mystery series on webtoon. I think I would enjoy reading more mysteries. There are a couple out there, some that we have checked out, and I'm sure many others that we have not read yet. But I like this style for TV, and I enjoy watching these kinds of shows, and I think you could totally make this format work for Webtoon. And I would like to see more Webtoons like it. I think it would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. What else have you been reading, Gertie? I started reading Romance 101 by Namzu, and... I really love it. It's freaking hilarious. This story and this storytelling style is so funny. It's a romance webtoon, and I think the romance is going to be super cute. It hasn't really quite ramped up yet, but I love the way these characters are written, and the comedy is wonderful. It's not a straight-up, gut-busting, laugh-out-loud comedy like the way Cursed Princess Club is, but it's still really funny, and the heroine is super endearing. She's really dense and oblivious, actually, which makes for a lot of the comedy. And what I love about it is that this denseness, this obliviousness that she has, specifically with regards to things like dating and guys sometimes, and just, you know, she's a little bit book smart and not as much street smart. And what I love about this version of this kind of character is that She's quite relatable in a lot of ways, in in a lot of situations, and it's also, she's written in a way where she's not frustrating. I think we've all read these characters who are written to be kind of dense and oblivious, and sometimes, depending on the situation, it can be kind of frustrating to read because you're like, oh, you just want them to get it. She is not like that. I really love reading her. She's quite funny, and she has a really fun relationship with the main male character and guys I really love this main male character he's awesome he's absolutely adorable and what I love about him is he's kind of a regular dude in a lot of romance stories or romance webtoons men are written to be elevated in some way over like a regular average Joe I hate using that term but I can't think of a different term to use just an average person you know, they're elevated in some way. They have like six pack abs. They're really talented or gifted or they're really attractive or, you know, all these things. And this guy is super cute. Like, don't get me wrong. Like he's adorable just in his personality and his overall look, but he's kind of a regular dude. He kind of does okay in class, uh, but he spends a lot of time gaming, which I think is very familiar (laughs) for a lot of people. And he just has average interests. He's an average college student. And the story is about how he interacts with the main girl. And so far, the story has been doing a lot to build up their friendship and their rapport, which I really like and appreciate, because I think that that's a really good foundation for any kind of romance. And they have a really fun dynamic so far. It's full of like comedic misunderstandings and small moments of rapport and getting to know each other. And it's just been a really great read. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. It's always nice to find male leads who aren't wealthy, super attractive, and have some extraordinary quality about them. It is always nice to find people who are just regular people in webtoons. Yeah, we've talked about that before separately, where it is rare to find these kinds of characters. I think another example is Cade from Down to Earth. He's kind of a regular guy in a lot of ways, and it makes him more relatable. And he's just as viable of a romantic lead as, you know, 
any of the other guys that we read about in other stories. I know you haven't checked this one out yet, but I think there's a lot that you would enjoy, Will, about it. And I actually think there's a lot that everyone else would enjoy about it, too. There's a ton of comedy in these panels. All the little drawings that supplement the main image. There's all these little like comedic drawings. and It's just a really funny style. I highly recommend this one. It's great. What have you been checking out lately, Will? I finally got around to reading Unholy Blood. We actually talked about Unholy Blood back in November in a What We're Reading episode. Go check that one out somewhere in our catalog. But we talked about it then. And actually, Curdy, you had read it then, and I had not. Yes. And oh man, I have a lot more to say now that I read even more of it. Because at the time, it was kind of in, in its beginning. It was, I think, only 12-ish episodes out at the time. And I'm excited to hear what you think of it because it's, oh, this is a fun one. Yeah, it is really, really fun. And that's how you described it back in November. I totally agree. It is super duper fun in all senses of the word. It's a supernatural adventure with great characters, great chemistry between the leads, and a really, really fun setup for a vampire story. I'm not caught up all the way. I'm still only about halfway through what's currently out. So, Curdy, you're actually ahead of me now. What are your thoughts on how the webtoon has been going? I can speak on some of the things that I spoke on at the time. The fast pace of the webtoon has carried through. It started out with a bang, and I think I talked about that a little bit at the time, that the pacing was really fast, it was really good, it was really engaging. And that's kept up through, which I think is really great. And it's not always easy to do. That's really exciting and really awesome to hear. You're right. We talked about how the pacing is really tight and I'm really feeling it. Yeah, really, really, really enjoying Unholy Blood. Tell me some of the things that you're liking about it. I'm really curious. As I said earlier, I really like the dynamic between the two main characters. But I also really, really love how the supernatural elements are tied in with the world. It makes it feel very lived in, and it makes the story feel very complete. And as a result, whenever there's something on the line, it feels very intense. The fights are really cool. The art is stylish. There are so many things that I love about this webtoon. Totally. And you're absolutely right. The supernatural elements, I'm not one for vampire stories normally. Like by that, I mean, I don't gravitate towards them, but Unholy Blood, or White Blood is another name for it, uh, the translated name, does a really wonderful take on vampires, and I like the inclusion of them in the story, like how they're written, how they're included, the setup of like the vampire society, and you're right, it really ups the stakes of the drama, and it's great because this webtoon is definitely all about really cool action. It stakes a lot on having really cool action scenes. And it absolutely delivers, which is so satisfying because that's a difficult thing to get right in webtoons as well as like action and making something static on the page look really animated and cool and sort of take you along with it so that you're able to envision the actual 3D action move and fight sequence in your brain as you're reading it on the page. Unholy Blood does a really good job of that which makes it that much more exciting to read, I think, especially with the kind of story that it is. And you touched on something that I complain about a lot in Webtoons. I haven't done so much in this podcast, but I have the frequent complaint with fight scenes in that 
kind of as you mentioned, you can understand the 3D aspects of a fight. In a lot of webtoons, it's hard to follow the fight because you don't understand the space. But here in Unholy Blood, it's really easy to follow because the webtoon does a really good job of showing you the space, showing how characters move in the space, and so it makes the action flow very nicely. Definitely. It just feels really satisfying to read. I think that's a thing that we've talked about before, like separately. And this is why I love some of the action TV shows or stories so much. Uh, and action, we can dismiss it sometimes, but it's actually a difficult thing to get right, especially in an animated format or in a webtoon format. But in a story like this, when you're promising epic fights, you know, have this character who is really high powered you automatically raise the audience's expectations for what the payoff of the fights is going to be and what it's going to feel like and what it's going to look like when you read it. And that is not always the easiest thing to deliver on. You know, when you raise expectations that this is going to be an epic fight because this character is super powerful or this other character is super powerful, but Unholy Blood delivers on it, which feels so satisfying as a reader and it's partly what makes it such a compelling story because it delivers on the thing that it promises you. Separately, I do want to respond to your point about the relationship between the main two characters. I love them as well. I sort of incorrectly identify them as having a potentially purple hyacinth kind of dynamic where they're two characters on the opposites of the moral spectrum but that's not really accurate. They have a different dynamic, which is equally interesting, and it's really fun. Yeah, they end up doing the big dumb team up, and it's really, really satisfying. They just work really well together, and you can definitely see that this is headed towards some kind of a romance, but it's really not a series entirely about the romance. I think what this does is that it hinges on their teamwork, their rapport, and it all develops really naturally. It's great to watch them work together. Yeah, and also sometimes the drama between them, because that's the kind of story this is too. Yeah, definitely. It's really satisfying. It's just really satisfying all around. I don't have too much more to add about Unholy Blood. It's just a great time. If you weren't reading it already, please go check it out. It's a great webtoon. I will wholeheartedly second that. The next one that I'm going to mention is called Marry Me by Miku Yuki, and this is a featured webtoon. I love this webtoon. I kind of picked it up not really knowing what to expect, but it is a really sweet, beautiful, slow burn kind of story. The premise of the webtoon, it hinges on the trope of arranged marriage, but it's done in a way that isn't really super cringy. So even if the trope isn't exactly for you, I think this is still a really sweet story. I will say the premise of how they get into that arranged marriage or that set up marriage is slightly ludicrous. So it's something you probably have to suspend at least a little bit of belief on, but it wasn't too difficult for me to get past it. And ultimately, this story is really one about human connection and it's so heartwarming. It is a romance, but it really goes beyond the romance. It's two people who bring life and happiness and care and connection to each other's lives, and they make each other better people. The other thing about this webtoon is that it showcases and it features family in a way that romance webtoons don't often do. Marriage isn't just about 
your relationship with the other person or your romance with the other person. It's about your relationship with that person's family and their relationship with your family. You don't just marry a person, you become family. And it's that story of how they integrate in each other's lives that is so special. Both of these leads come from different places. And we as people are informed by our experiences. We're informed by our upbringing, by our family. And we bring that to us whenever we enter any new relationship. And I haven't seen a better representation of that than in this webtoon. And the way that these two leads fit together, and not just fit together, but the way they work to understand each other and understand each other's families and to integrate with each other in this way it's so heartwarming. I can't really explain it any other way. It just feels so beautiful. It's so feel good. And it's so lovely to see these two and the way that their relationship blossoms. I highly recommend this story. Definitely, if you want a feel good read, something that is really sweet, low key, this one is absolutely beautiful. I'm glad you're enjoying this one so much. I'll have to add it to my list to check out. It's a good one. It's a cute one. It's a really cute one. Tell me what you've been reading, though. I checked out two webtoons by the same author, Pixo, Pizzo. I'm not actually 100% sure how to say this one, but I checked out She Sells Sunshine and Super Awkward Man. Oh, I read Super Awkward Man, too. That one's really, <laughs> that one's really funny. But yes, tell me about She Sells Sunshine, because I know you like this one. She Sells Sunshine started off in an anthology. Man, that's a mouthful. And it's a short story that got continued. The author decided to continue it on Canvas. And it's a really, really, really cute story set in what I call a light post-apocalyptic world or like a low-energy future where the main character sells sunshine. Rather, she has a bunch of sheep with solar panels and she collects energy illegally and it's about what she chooses to do with it so she lives a life of crime adorable crime yeah you could say that though it is really wholesome despite it having a serious story i must say though that the story is split up between the anthology and the canvas original and there's a little bit of continuity between them but it's not the strongest so it may feel a little bit weird to read We'll include a link to the anthology in the description of this episode because it can be a little bit difficult to find, but I highly recommend you read it. It's so cute. It's so wholesome. And it is really interesting. Yeah, I remember seeing a tweet about this, I think during Canvas Week. I think Pizzo probably, or Pizzo, Pixo. I'm sorry. Feel free to tell us how you prefer to pronounce your name tweeted out about this during canvas week and i remember seeing it on the timeline and it looked so cute it totally is and their other work which we mentioned earlier super awkward man is not super cute but it is super freaking funny if you like toaster dude you'll like super awkward man it's the same kind of slightly ridiculous slightly out there setup, but it's also got that absurd comedy and humor. It's just really funny. I'm already a fan and the art is really good. I, I really like it. I really enjoyed myself reading this. Yeah. Toaster Dude is a nice comparison in how absurd it can be. Some people may not like this one because they might call it cringe. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. 
but it is really funny, and you should definitely be reading Super Awkward Man. Co-signing this, 100%. I know we haven't talked about anything about what it's about, but I think it's better if you go in completely blind, I'll be honest. I agree with you. I think it's one of those things that part of the enjoyment is just understanding and having that slow... Having that slow realization, okay, this is what this webtoon is about. This is the source of the comedy and the humor. Yeah, and you might find that the kind of humor it is is not for you, and that's okay. Go read it. You'll learn a little bit about the kind of reader you are. So regardless if you enjoy it or not, you should be checking it out. Yeah, Canvas webtoons are great. We love them. I have two that I've been reading that I want to mention super quickly. One is called Of Swamp and Sea by Thursday Fictions. It's by Jay and Laurel Bolton. And actually, this one is really exciting because it recently announced that it is moving to an original series, which is always awesome. So congrats, Thursday Fictions. Congrats, Jay and Laurel. This is a wonderful accomplishment. We're so happy for you all. I really like this one when I read it. And I haven't actually completed reading the episodes that are live on Canvas because I've just been reading them slowly and relishing them. But I knew as soon as I opened it up that this was a quality webtoon. The art is really good. And to be honest with you, I actually didn't realize this was a Canvas when I first opened it up. I actually thought this was uh, an original webtoon. And part of that reason is because of how self-assured this story feels. You feel plopped right into the middle of it from the first panel to the last. And it is a really cool story. It's still in its very nascent stages. There's still a lot more to come. But I like what we're being set up for. I like this sort of unlikely pairing that we have. And I really like the art. It's really great. And it just enhances your experience of the story. Highly recommend you all check that one out. It does not surprise me at all that it got picked up for an original webtoon, and I'm going to be really excited to read it when it comes out. And the other one that I've been reading is called Humor Me, and this is by Marvin W. This is a really popular Canvas webtoon, and this has actually been recommended to us in other places during Canvas Week, on our Instagram stories. So I've seen this around and I've had it on my docket to check out for a while, but I finally did recently, and I really enjoyed my experience of reading this webtoon. I love how self-assured the main lead is. She's responsible for a lot at home, she's taken on a lot, and I love her relationship with her younger brother, who is, I think, unrealistically literate for how old he is. He's like four years old, but he's really just super... The sass is real, guys, but he's... A wonderful character nonetheless. The setup of the dynamic between the two mains is kind of, I mean, I think it's implied enemies to lovers, or at least enemies to friends, and the main male character is kind of an ass. He's he's actually, he's pretty egregious. He's uh, not great. His growth is part of the story. So if that's something that you're into, that you're open to, and those are the kind of stories you like, this might be something to check out. And I don't think even the story that's fully published till the end, I don't think we're all the way done with his growth and with his learning. But we're starting to get there. And I am interested in reading more. It's in a black and white style. I really like the art. And it plays with gender expression in an interesting way. Uh, it reminds me of Coffee Prince. So the main lead is a girl 
but she dresses like a boy and she has very short hair, so everyone mistakes her for a boy. And it kind of reminds me of the setup of Coffee Prince, and I believe also like Iran High School Host Club does a similar thing as well. Even though I have not watched that yet, Will has been nagging at me to watch it. I will watch it. I promise. Nagging is a little bit strong. She pretty should just definitely just watch it. Period. Full stop. Yes, and I will. But um, it kind of reminds me of that, where the main characters, at least with Coffee Prince, I can say, and Coffee Prince is a very well-known older school Korean drama back from 2007, back in the old days, where the main lead, it's the kind of thing where, like, they're not trying to cross-dress. It's not an intent. But this is just how they're comfortable, and this is just what makes sense for them. And so this is how they move in the world, and they're not really particularly bothered by being called a boy. So it just doesn't really come up as a thing. And so while there is some of the humor and the hijinks and misunderstandings from a cross-dressing story that you can get, it comes about much more organically here. It's always nice to find characters who are very assured in themselves, regardless of how they choose to express themselves. So that sounds very interesting and very fun. Definitely. I recommend you all check it out. It's lovely. And I think it's a lovely read even just to get to know Charlie. She's a delight. I think that about pretty much wraps up all of the webtoons that I've recently been reading. What about you, Will? Yeah, all the webtoons we talked about today have been absolute delights. Definitely. There's some really good stories in here, you guys. We highly recommend you all to check them out. If there was something that sort of caught your eye or that you're interested in, all of the webtoons that we talk about are listed down below with timestamps. We encourage you to check them out. There's a couple of others that we didn't get to talking about in full length that we'll just kind of mention here. I've been continuing to read Rise from Ashes. It's great. Uh, I'm still not all the way through with it, but I'm still enjoying my time with it. And I've been reading, and I've always been a big fan of Urban Animal as well as Nice to Meet You. Those two recently had their season finales, Urban Animal with season three, Nice to Meet You just wrapped at season one. And that's all very exciting, so congrats to the authors on that. I'm really excited for both of those stories. Urban Animal went out with a bang, so I am I am curious to see what comes next. Uh, and nice to meet you. Ooh, I think there's some stuff on the horizon there. One last one I'll mention as well is The Shallows, which we mentioned in the last What We're Reading. That was one of my picks. And that one recently wrapped up sort of its series finale. So it's a completed story now. It's still super cute. It's still super sweet. If you were interested in any chance meeting story, opposites attract a low-key love story, The Shallows is a really quick, cute, and sweet read to check out. So I recommend that as well. And congrats again to the author for ending a lovely story so well. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and hearing us out on all of our picks today. I know we mentioned a lot of webtoons today, but we do, we really do recommend them all. I'm going to echo Will here. Thank you all so much for sitting with us through this episode. We really like doing these What We're Readings. It's really fun always to talk about cool new stories that you've been into. It's like, you know, I talk about these with Will, but it's nice to just talk about them all together it's like just a giant group of friends like a little book club but like a webtoon club it's awesome and if you want to join our little webtoon club our webtoon room if you will 
you can do that over at the webtoon room on both twitter and instagram you can find us at the webtoon room and if you want to email us reach out to us with anything we're at the webtoon room in both of those places and if you want to email us with anything you know hit us up offer us a pizza whatever it is you want to do um which by the way we will never say no to pizza you can email us at thewebtoonroom at gmail.com. Um, anyway, thanks you all. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your day. I can't wait to see you again next time. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, do send a vegetarian pizza, please. Oh, yes. Absolutely. If, if we're putting in requests. Yeah. Uh, no artichokes, thanks. <laughs> I like artichokes. I like Excuse- artichokes, but not on pizza. Hmm. I, I can see that, but I don't know. I feel like you can't really go wrong with pizza. I will say for me, though, uh, no jalapenos, but I like most everything else. Well, I'll pick off the jalapenos, too, because I actually don't like them either. See? There you go. We brought them to the light. Anyway. I was already in the light. Okay, whatever. But anyway. Well, um, anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time with a new episode. We'll see you guys then. Bye-bye.